Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. The new state director of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency office is in studio with us. His name is Gene Schriefer, and you probably have been familiar with Gene, especially if you've traveled in extension circles, uh, Iowa County specifically, but in a whole lot of Wisconsin agriculture. Now our Wisconsin State Farm Service Agency executive director. Tell him a little bit, Gene, about yourself. I mean, I've known you for a while. Tell him a little bit about uh, who you are and how you got here. It probably wasn't gray when we first met, Uh, but uh, I keep telling my folks that uh, I'm an invasive species here. I'm not a native of Wisconsin. I found my way here after college, uh, graduating from Purdue. We bought a small farm in in, uh, Iowa County just outside of Dodgeville. No house on it at that time, uh, burned down. Uh, Moved to Barneveld two weeks before the Barneveld tornado. So that was my welcome to Wisconsin. Found my opportunities in construction, uh, doing some other work in the winter, and then eventually found myself in uh, working for the university uh, with Extension, uh, initially in 4-H, and then uh, end, uh, most recently working as an ag agent for, I- for Iowa County. So a long, varied career. My wife and I still have a, a sheep and beef uh, operation in uh, rural Iowa County. Excellent. So he is definitely connected to us as far as Wisconsin agriculture is concerned. Tell me a little bit about how the process has been to become Wisconsin's next executive director, state director. I mean, uh, everything that we knew how to do, Gene, we're doing different these days. Tell me what it's like the transition into this position. Well, we are still working remotely, mostly working remotely. Um, December, we thought we might be going back and developing plans for getting the offices reopened. At that point, most of the state was at 50% staffing, still closed, but 50% of the workers uh, were coming into the office. We were starting to see offices at 75%. We were taking appointments to have in-person, in-the-office meetings And then this uh, little Omicron thing started to hit, and we watched it spread like wildfire across the country. We get daily briefings on the status of it, uh, how it's impacting, you know, everyone in addition to FPAC. We're we're the Farm Production and Conservation, so we're we're a sister organization with NRCS. And uh, I think we are at every office now in the state at 25% staffing and no in-person meetings. And that's made things really difficult, uh, really challenging for uh, our staff because we still have programs, we still have deadlines. And, you know, they're going out meeting in the parking lot uh, with a farmer in their truck, in, in the car, helping them fill out forms right there on the front line. Extremely challenging, difficult situations considering the deadlines that are approaching. And with 25% staffing, not everybody's there, you know, and, 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 we are stepping up. Uh, they are stepping up as best as, as we can. Uh, we, we think we're on target to get some of these things done on time. And I think everyone's really looking forward to, like everyone else, you know, just move, move beyond this and, and have some sense of, of normalcy like we thought we were heading for in November. Now, one issue that we had I asked Secretary Vilsack is, with the federal mandate that uh, USDA employees had to be vaccinated, now that's really neither here nor there right now given uh, judicial oversight, but it sent a tone through your office, I'm sure, early on. And people have to understand, Gene, it's not like you had 100% of your employees, all positions filled, all things rosy before that announcement. 
Uh, no. Uh, our staff uh, complied with filling out uh, their forms, uh, providing documentation or whether they were or were not. Uh, and the ones that were not were either looking for religious exemption or other accommodation. Um, federal level was going through that process. And now we are basically on hold just to see what we do next uh, and, and how we can, you know, in, in the end, we want to try and keep all of our employees safe as we can. The, the, the mandate was with that intent in mind. How, how are your vacancies? I mean, the, I remember well before the pandemic, FSA, depending on the county, always had a vacancy. Uh, you know, that has been one of the early challenges here is um, staffing. I mean, not just because of the pandemic, even prior to the pandemic, you know, finding that good employee that enjoys the work, uh, that's effective at it. Then you throw a pandemic on top, and it makes it more challenging. Uh, but we're, you know, we're, we're looking at some of our older employees that are ready for retirement, and then uh, changing generational changes. You know, the the things that were important to my generation may not be the same level of importance to the, to the younger generation. They expect to maybe move around in, in a variety of different jobs over a course of a career versus somebody that comes in and spends twenty, thirty years, their entire career with one organization. So, you know, one of the challenges I've put forward to our staff is, is how do we find, you know, my son's generation. He's a senior at, at UW-Madison, just started his final semester, thank God. But, uh, you know, how do we appeal to his generation? Uh, how do we, we make the work that we do that's essential in a rural area um, seem relevant, important, and rewarding? You know, that, that fills them with uh, a sense of purpose. I mean, that, that's why we work. And you know, rewards them economically. And so we're facing the exact same labor challenges as every other industry, private industry or elsewhere, uh, finding that good person, uh, getting them trained, and then holding on to them once we've got them. You know, and despite the fact that, uh, again, Gene Schriefer's in studio with us, he's Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency State Director, uh, former Extension uh, staff member in Iowa County, and now, uh, like he said, trying to keep everybody uh, coordinated with our federal programs. You know, just uh, with that thought in mind about the rural community and things like that, there are programs that don't stop just because of the pandemic. Your staff has been nonstop go with the pandemic looming over them, one of the programs Gene and I were talking about is uh, Dairy Revenue Protection, the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. That is active right now. There's been changes. There's updates that need to be made, and that interaction is necessary. Yeah, you know, the, the, the work goes on. Uh, that that Just because uh, we got sent home uh, to telework, that doesn't mean that the work doesn't get done. And, and it's been remarkable how much we've gotten done uh, working remotely. Uh, we're working against a deadline right now for the dairy margin coverage program. There were some changes to that that allow producers that expanded production to start including some of those pounds. Uh, we, we recognize that there was an error in the formula for calculating uh, the, the feed price. We were using the wrong cost of alfalfa, and we've now uh, fixed that. And uh, so producers that have new production uh, – are, are eligible to um, uh, uh, certify uh, th- those additional pounds and get, get paid for them through the DMC program. 
And uh, again, you know, the, the the staff are meeting, you know, in your truck, you know, to <laughs> uh, come in, call in, uh, going out at, at at 20 below, or I heard it was 31 below up in Northwest Wisconsin. Um, and I don't miss that from when I was there, <laughs> but uh, uh, but they're getting it done. Uh, and we've got Arc PLC um, uh, still uh, kind of wrapping up, trying to get that done within this month. And then just yesterday, they announced a general sign-up for CRP. Yeah. So all, all that work goes on. Uh, that's kind of that steady, uh, you know, week-to-week, month-to-month, uh, or seasonal. What we did see a drop-off with uh, uh, COVID and teleworking was applications for the beginning farmer loan program. And, and a lot of that's so hard to do remotely. You know, it, it needs that face-to-face. So we're, we're thinking once we get back to face-to-face, we'll start to see that that tick up, and that would be a, a real plus. So that one's down a little bit last year. Uh, these other ones have been really important. Uh, and, and uh, uh, again, the, the challenge of, of, of working uh, without that face-to-face contact, especially if you're in a community with limited uh, Internet access. And, yeah. and, you know, southwest Wisconsin, we're, we're kind of a black hole uh, in that regard. It's getting better, uh, but, but a lot of our producers just don't have – reliable, uh, let alone fast <laughs> access. Yeah. And, you know, you make a good point, though, about that beginning farmer program kind of getting hung up because prior to the pandemic, Wisconsin, you said, had some very respectable numbers as far as how it worked to encourage those beginning farmers. Yeah. You know, one of the things I didn't re- I knew we uh, FSA does does farm loans. I, I didn't realize the extent of that portfolio until I started. Uh, we, we've got one of the largest ones in the country. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say we're within, within top 10 as far as the number of loans and the value of those loans in helping farmers, young farmers or beginning farmers that have yet less than 10 years experience get started in farming. Now, now we're not going to go out and buy somebody a 10,000 acre ranch or anything. It, it has to be relative to the size of the average for the county. But, you know, I, I'm looking at the demographics of our farmers, how old they are getting, they're going to be retiring out. Uh, and, and, you know, when I was starting, it was true that you either married or inherited it. Uh, it's even more true now. And, and, and it's tough. And, and we've expanded those options. We've got some of the lowest delinquency rates in, in the country, uh, which as a taxpayer, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, that, that our loan managers are making good decisions. Uh, they're reinvesting and helping farmers get started getting them off to a good start. I think we can do more with that, uh, but but really proud and impressed with, with the history of that. And, um, you know, once uh, we'll, we'll want to make sure we have that opportunity. We, we also have socially disadvantaged uh, 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 programs, and, and one of the newer ones is, is urban farming. Uh, so uh, if there are plots in cities uh, and, and uh, people want to help in, in growing food and, and helping feed themselves, their families, and their communities, uh, we're able to help with that also now. Now, with the remote work and so on, Jen, how do you suggest that they get in touch? Do they still try to contact their county farm service agency office first, or what do you suggest? Um, certainly phone calls. If you still phone call, uh, that's a great way to contact us and just get uh, find out who you need to talk to, whether, uh, you know, if you're an existing customer, uh, farmer, we, we, we know you, you know us. Uh, if you haven't done your DMC yet, uh, I really would, would uh, encourage you to do it because it's retroactive to the first of last year, uh, which, which I, I may, may be helpful for, for, for some farms. If you're a beginning farmer, uh, again, start with that phone call. You can find us online. You know, we, we, we've got online. We all have email now. Uh, but make that initial contact. Find out what sort of information 
um, we need uh, so that uh, you bring it in uh, and then um, do as much as we can, either electronically or um, uh, mail, if we have snail mail, you know, if uh, <laughs> got to support the post office. Uh, uh, and then uh, we'll get to in-person meetings here. Sooner or uh, later. But sooner or later. Yeah, we know it is. It's just not as soon as any of us would like. Uh, but but uh, uh, we are here. Uh, we are uh, uh, still actively engaged. Uh, we're looking at different ways that we can help more. And, uh, um, yeah, just, just reach out, and, and we will we will reach back. Gene Schriefer in studio with us again. He is uh, the new face of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency office. He is the state director and very familiar with Wisconsin agriculture, as he pointed out, engaged in it himself. Uh, If you are looking at something like the Dairy Margin Coverage Program, that beginning farmer opportunity, any of that, as he said, those county offices are there. Right now, they may only be there brick and mortar. The people may not be there, but you can always start with a phone call or an email. And keep your fingers crossed, by this spring, you'll have a chance for those face-to-face meetings to resume. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.